looking to reduce your energy bills, Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps, we offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! Everybody is still talking about the weekend and the aftermath of Rangers nil, Celtic 1 at Ibrox in front of 50,000 fans on Sunday. They were watching on TV and thousands were listening here on Go Radio when John Hartson was on with Barry Ferguson. Stephen McGinn, you watched the game. Stephen joins us, joins John and myself. If you want to speak to Stephen, get his view on it, the Falkirk captain. And John, his reflections, what's going wrong at Rangers and will Michael Beale's team bounce back? And for Celtic, is this the start? Is it liftoff for Brendan Rodgers, fully accepted by the Celtic fans? What do you think? Give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. John's quite a fallout from the game itself. First of all, Michael Beale's really come under the spotlight because of not beating a weakened Celtic team. Yeah, well, when you when you invest so heavily in in a side that uh, arguably is is Rangers right now, are they better than they were last season? I'm not too sure where they are. You know, he's brought in his own players now, so there's no excuses. Um, I thought they didn't have a cutting edge at the weekend. Some of their play up to the edge of Celtic box was really good, but um, they weren't clinical enough and. Uh, too many players not up to the level, really, that Michael Beale probably expected. Talk of him getting the sack, I don't agree with. Um, I think the problem you've got is when you're losing games, then you're going to come under pressure. And they've lost two in the first opening four games, got thumped in Europe. Um, so does, he's going through a tough time at the minute, but I think the talk of a sack in uh, Michael Beale is very, very premature. Stephen, they spent a lot of money. What about over at Celtic, Brendan Rodgers? Uh, not the start he would have wanted, but what do you think that win will do for him and for his team? Massive. It felt like the, the start of Brendan Rodgers' second spell. It was a real and back moment, I think, for Brendan Rodgers. And I said that last week, I felt going into the game that if he could get out of Ibrox with three points, it would be his biggest win as a Celtic manager in his whole time. Um, I'm sure he'll have enjoyed victories more, but with what he had available... And, and didn't have available on the day um, the nature of the, the weeks leading up to the game I thought it was a real significant win for him One of the big talking points was the disallowed goal what did you make of it? Well it's important to not dwell on the fact that Lagabelle can make a mistake to take away the fact that I still think it is a foul um, I think I think when Bobby Armadden comes out and puts out I thought that was great a bit of communication from officials in this country to say no that is the rules the ref's got it right it'd be great to, if he could do that for us on a regular basis um, but of course he's retired now I know but yeah. just putting it out and he knows oh, the rules sure. inside out and yeah. knows that the referees involved um, I've been there as a player as a, as a midfielder for and against where you maybe dwell on it a bit longer um, and you're just about to get caught on it and at the last minute he makes contact first and the ref gives a foul and you're thinking I'll get away with one or vice versa you're about to nick a ball off someone you make contact with the man and you're looking at him saying you're a lucky get there because mm. I, I thought I was getting the ball I thought we were in so I f- it felt a wee bit like that when you watch it and in, and in normal time do I think it's a foul? No but in the VAR era I think you've got to give it as a foul So do you not think that Desers was th- clipped before th- 
No, but I mean, there's, there's incidents that have happened in games. I think if you think the penalty Rangers got um, when Sakala stands on mm-hmm. Carol Starfelt, yeah. I think it's important you take the good with the bad. I think nobody, there was no question that was a penalty on the day. And, and for me, I think it's a foul um, in the right decision. As I said, in, in real time when I'm watching, you're just thinking Lager Bielke's made a total mess of it. Great pressing from Dessers. Composed plays, rolled it to roof, he's finished it well, 1-0 Rangers. Without VAR, you've probably no complaints at the time, but when you're have to, when you watching it back, you're slowing it down. You ha- if, if there's an offence committed, you have to give it. Kevin Muscat's been mentioned today on social media and in the media. Um, Rangers saying he's not been sounded out for a position, I take it's the football director, despite social media rumours. So uh, denying something there that at the moment is a rumour. Could you see that happening, that somebody comes in, John? Well, I think uh, they might be looking for somebody who can play like Ange who's come through the Australian sort of um, Australian international Ange um, managed Australia Indeed, yep. you, you know they're all taught the Ange way um, not every can play it you need certain players um, Kevin Musker I think he's one of many Paul that will be linked with the job as I just alluded to there four games into the season another 34 games to go um, plenty loads and loads of challenges and listen, people are talking about the signings. Okay, they've not really, um, they've not really um, sort of starred yet. Mike, Michael Beale's signings, but they're from different countries. You know, they're from. They've got. They've got to settle in. They've got to be given that little bit of time. Danilo, you know, what he started a couple of games for Rangers, six million from Fino. They're really, really dependent on him and his goals. Mm. Um, but it's, it's, it's so early. It's so early to talk about titles. It's so early to, to be talking about sacking people. I'd be amazed if Rangers were to go down that route. They backed him because of, of what he did last season. Uh, okay, they didn't win. A, they, they didn't win. The, um, they won the um, the the, the, yeah, no, the the year before, but they saw signs of improvement, and they've yeah. given them the money over the close season. Look, we're going to go and talk now about the joint leaders of the league. As Andy Walker said last night, they can only throw it away now. Motherwell. Uh, let's get a Motherwell fan on. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Hugh, good evening. Good evening, panel. How are we? Hi, Hugh. Yeah, Hi, good to hear you, Hugh. And Lanark, you're a big Scotland fan as well. Yeah, what about the well? Yeah, what about is uh, just a couple of points. Uh, obviously, for Mister yeah. McGinn as well, do you think his brother was a second yellow card as well? That's one of my questions. Good question, right, Stephen? Um, yeah, let's throw it right away. No, I, I watched sports scene back with Paul um, after the game on Sunday. He came, I was, we were at the kids were at the house, so we watched it together. And he yeah. says, but he described the incident to me. He says, mm-hmm. look, I've dwelt on the ball. I've made a mess of it. I should have just cleared my lines. Uh, I've tried to get it under control and play it. Liam Boyce has got the wrong side of me. But once he gets the wrong side of me, he's almost grabbed me, but I'm behind him. And he almost, it's a good experience from Lane Boyce, and it's very hard to argue it as, as not a second yellow. But with, with Paul being so experienced, he, he's, he was a bit gutted he got himself into that situation. And the first player to be sent off in the Premiership this season, isn't it? Not like him. There you are, Hugh, you've got it almost from the horse's mouth. What's your other I, actually, I, I do actually agree with that. Um, obviously, Stuart Kettwell, Motherwell, and yeah. especially Lennon Miller. Uh, I have to praise the boy I praised the boy so much last season I was wanting more game time now I understand you try and nurture young players he was only 16 he's only just turned 17 two or three weeks ago Yeah. and his first driving lesson last week so that's another one <laughs> I thought he absolutely dominated that Hearts game it goes about his business so quiet that Slattery again was outstanding he was unlucky not to score past the halfway line uh, so that as well Lennon Miller 
what an absolute prospect this young boy is. Um, and I, I know bigger teams will be looking at him. Also, Stuart Kettlewell's record since he came in. The reading on his record is phenomenal. And nobody in the media mentions this. Now, since he came in, Celtic have had 42 points. Malo's had 40. Mm-hmm. He's got a 70% win rate as Malo manager. So he's only two points behind Celtic. He's unbeaten in the league away. He's got three strikers out. And he's sitting second in the league. What a job. Who were to say that that's, that is uh, phenomenal, really, um, to, to have accumulated that many points. Um, fantastic. And you think that uh, the way that he sort of took Motherwell away from that relegation zone last season and kicked on, you know. Um, so he's done a fantastic job. I, I spoke to Stuart a couple of years ago when he was manager of um, Ross County and... Uh, and I think he's a good young. He's worked at Motherwell previously to taking the job, so he he knew what the expectation was, um, and it was a good decision from Motherwell to give him the job as well. Um, you know they could have overlooked and gone for somebody else with a bit more experience, yeah. but no, they, they appointed from um, you know they looked down to the academy and the under twenty ones and these age groups, and he's come through and he, he's done exceptionally well. I have to say the the problem that. Motherwell have got as you very well know is you know resources well yeah. resource, can they sustain it you know will, well, can will, they what will, do you will think he, will he get the back yeah. will, will they give him you know a few funds to bring in a couple of players and then hopefully they get even if they are going to drop they don't drop out of the top six top of thing can, can they get the Europe uh, that's a very good question for Mullow as a team of Mullow stature all we look for is to be in 10th, 9th place every year. That, that, that's, if you've been an honest fan, that's what you're looking at. You're looking to stay in that league every year. Uh, the record, I think, we've obviously been in the top division in Scotland since 1984 and never dropped out, which is a fantastic stat as well. So if we could keep that... Now, with the, the start he's had this season, I'm not unrealistic. I, I'm one of the realistic supporters who do argue with people and say, look, let's have a look at this. This is a season-long thing. It's not a one-month thing. So let's be realistic here. Will we stay in that position? No, we won't. Because Rangers will get stronger. Hearts will get stronger. So will Aberdeen. They've not clicked in yet. Um, I even think Hibs might push on a wee bit this season as well once they get settled. But can we make top six? 100% we can. We, we can't not think we can't make top six position. The main thing is we need to get... All teams need to get points on the board early in the season. Yep. Even down the, the, the English Premiership. Sure. They, they get this magic 38, 40 points. That's what we aim for. If you aim for getting winning your home games and taking anything away you can or not losing games, you're not going to get relegated because obviously there are going to be teams more soft than you. So that's the main thing for us. Stephen, what do you think? Build points. Yep. Um, I think, I mean, I, I've spoke high, so highly of Stuart Kettlewell since he mm-hmm. took the job. Um, obviously, with my brother being there, I, I want Motherwell to do um, as well as he can. At, at mid-season last year, when Stuart Kettlewell took that job, I, I think I said it on air, I'd have taken the playoff position. And they're, they're taking the yeah. chances against the championship team. Yeah. That's the position they were in. Um, they had Kevin Van Veen, but he wasn't the Kevin Van we seen for the, the Stuart Kettlewell spell. Yeah. It, it, was, it was so far from for what it turned out to be in the season. The job he's he's done is amazing. And a lot of people speak about Brendan Rodgers, um, his injury um, concerns at the minute. Stuart Kettlewell started this season with, with three strikers and all injured. John Abika, BRF and... Um, well, um, Cora Wilkinson uh, yep and he's going to Tynecastle winning 1-0 and I know Hearts have got the, the European stuff and, and 
how hard it is with the third, Thursday Sunday. I think at this minute, I know he spends, mentions Lennon Miller, but I think Miller will get on uh, on form midfield in the league at the minute. I think the combinations with Spittle and Slattery for the goal. Paul's, Paul's openly said he thinks Lennon Miller's the best young player he's ever played with. Best ever? Yeah, he's yeah. played with best young Phenomenal. player. And I think those three and the way they're linking up, the way their combination, they've carried it on from last year and they're actually getting better. And I don't see, obviously, Hugh must set a different stand from me when I go to Fur Park because there's not a lot of people happy to finish 10th when I go there. Sure. <laughs> they came third but, what, f- five years ago. I'm not... Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I'm, yeah. I don't see any reason why they can't push on for Europe. For sure. Europe, well, why not? Okay. I mean, but defensively here yeah. as well. You know, you've, you've gone down to ten men after what sixty-eight minutes. So you've got to see out yeah. the last twenty-five minutes or so with ten men. So that must please you as well. You can you can see games out, and you can dig in right until the very end. That that must please you. Not just the boys we've spoken about, yeah. the goal scorer Slattery and sure. one or two others. Liam Kelly had a pretty easy but day defensively. Yeah. Do you know that yeah. Hearts had one shot on target? In 90 minutes, 17 shots, mm. only one on target. That's, that's the stats. It's 100%, good. John. Okay. And the yeah. main thing is, you've got players like Dan Casey, Big McGabby. Mm. Mm. You've still got Butcher out. Butcher's still out injured. He's still coming back into defence. You've seen how Dan Casey was at the end of the game. Mm. And again, Paul McGinn, I think Paul McGinn's been a revelation for us. Um, but I sat in the Cooper stand, you obviously sat in the post. <laughs> oh, is he, uh, he's giving it the big time. <laughs> yeah. Hugh, Hugh actually <laughs> felt, I actually felt they got even better. Um, yeah. after the red card mm. I thought they were the ones that looked like they might score instead of Hearts well, we, we did we had a, a few chances in the second half the one that Spencer runs through and okay. cuts back Spittle puts one round the, round the post as you say I totally agree the midfield is fantastic it's just now great to see Great, and I'll tell you what Hugh last night in the programme Andy Walker and Barry Ferguson both gave those stats about uh, Motherwell it's phenomenal what they've done Hugh thanks a million we'll maybe speak Scotland with you later in the week next up is Reagan, another big Scotland fan and a big Celtic fan good evening Reagan. Cheers, boys. Good to be on. Good to hear you. You'll, Hi, be, you'll be happy after Hi, Sunday. Aye, I think uh, Celtic uh, proved why Brendan Rodgers is the manager because he he, he managed to do on the on the big matches, Paul, and uh, I think he certainly did that on Sunday. Um, and I think he's proved why he was the best man for the job. I want to throw it to Stephen come straight back to you for your point I asked you beforehand Stephen you had an interesting take on what happened with Celtic because a lot of people looked at the let's say the defence for example and thought oh my goodness yeah and just back up what Reagan said Uh, you're thinking about the way you go about that game Brendan Rodgers it's really been a disaster in terms of Kilmarnock an even worse result against St Johnston they've got the transfer deadline day right in the middle of this week to build up to, to the Rangers game Rangers obviously have a massive game in Eindhoven so they have a full week and when you look back and you think that's when he's really showed his class, his experience. Because he's just decided, no, that this is my team. Seeing the Monday morning when these boys turn up, I'm picking my team and we're going to spend the whole week and we're going to be prepared for Sunday. See if we make any signs on Thursday, they're not playing on, on Sunday because so this is that. my team. Yeah. This is how we're going to play out of possession. This is how we're going to play in possession. And he looks so well drilled on Sunday. And that's the biggest thing I would say. See if it was me and then someone that's never been a manager before, maybe other managers not as good as Brendan Rodgers, there would be that temptation just to say, do you know what, I'm throwing pal, man. You never know him. Brendan Rodgers just picked his 11, well-drilled, guys that have worked with all week and said this is a game plan, This is and worked on it all day and that's how it looked on Sunday. Well, he went as well, Reagan. he went with his tried and trusted, is that the word? Yeah. Uh, tried and yeah. tested, tried and trusted. Um because you look at it, right? I know they're big positions, but it's only the two centre-halves yeah. that weren't really accustomed to playing in the last couple of seasons for Celtic. Everywhere else, 
Front three, normal, experience, won plenty of games against Rangers, played in cup finals. The middle three, McGregor, O'Reilly and Turnbull. Okay, he didn't have Hattie, uh, Hitati at his disposal. Taylor, Johnson, yes. and it was only the back, the, and, and I thought uh, uh, Liam Scales was outstanding. I thought Lager Bielka gave everything, a little bit sloppy playing out on the edge of his own box, but defensively, when he had to defend and head the ball out, he did that. Um, so for me, uh, it, it was almost a case of, well, how are we going to win this game? These players have been there, seen it, and I'll go with the players that have done it in the past. I think that played a big uh, part in, in his decision with his team. And the manager's seen and done it before. Regan, what did you want to ask John Hartson and Stephen McGinn? I, I, I wanted to ask you guys, I know I've been listening to the past few shows about their mentality and stuff, but do, do you guys think that Celtic will now push on? Because I, I, I know Brendan was going through... I, a wee rocky patch but I think now that the transfer window's shut I think everything can settle down and hopefully these players can buy into what Brendan's doing because he's proved before he's a top class manager yeah I, I, what are you hoping you're hoping that's the case Regan you know we've got two big um, some really big games coming up obviously Feyenoord first up in the in the Champions League away from home then it's Lazio a fortnight after that um, want to keep going in, in the league obviously the Scottish Cup as well um, yep. when the new players come in and get integrated in you know you've got um, Nabrowski the centre back to come back Hitati um, home looks a decent player and uh, O as well and I, I just think that um, if you can add a little bit of quality to the quality that you've got I don't think the Champions League was such a disaster last year for Celtic they created an awful lot of chances oh. they, they just weren't able to take them opportunities which might which always make a big difference in a game you look at the you look at the weekend if if Roof's goal had been allowed it could possibly be a different story a different result because the crowd would have got up not a single Celtic fan there Celtic responded really well scored before half time so in terms of moving on going forward um, you've got Nat Phillips to come in experienced played, played quite a bit of games for Liverpool yep. although he hasn't been playing lately mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you, you're hoping now the big the game would have given Celtic a huge lift going into the international break, um, and you're hoping that they'll take a lot of confidence from that win and the performance. And obviously, um, uh, Kyogo, he's just phenomenal in every every chance he gets. He, he predominantly sticks it away. Regan, can I ask you something? Have you seen today the proposals from the UK government about buses, supporters' buses, not being allowed? to be near the ground. Have you seen it and heard it today? No. Right, OK, I was going to ask you because the headline is, looks as though governments are trying to demonise football fans. Stephen, you've been looking at it today. I mean, buses can't stop anywhere. If this is approved, your bus can't stop within 10 miles of the ground without police permission. Buses can't stop at any pub for a beer unless it's sold with a substantial meal. Buses to arrive at the venue no earlier than two hours beforehand, no later than an hour before the schedule start. Um, there's more and more and the feeling is it's the people's game and governments happens north and south this is from the the UK government at the moment Um, it just seems draconian it's it's disgusting and the way you're reading it out the way you're describing it's almost as if you're taking prisoners on a day out to the football that's what they're making us feel like as football fans and it just seems like there's nothing 
uh, football fans can do and they're just always a bad guy and I just it can't be approved yeah. L, L indication is that the associations up here are going to be dead against it which is good it's a positive start but it just can't go through it's, it, it, as it's, it's treating people like prisoners yeah I mean I just heard you speak about that Paul I, I think that would, that would be a disgrace because um, someone like me as well Paul who's in a wheelchair yeah. I, don't, I don't think you can be t- 10 miles from the ground something like that because it's Ex- Exactly, Regan. That's what I thought of as you were speaking. I mean, honestly, also, for example... Unless it's Livingston, you're looking for a pub. I think you're about 10 miles away from a a pub. (laughs) Yeah, but it's a serious uh, question. And governments of all shapes and sizes are making crazy decisions that are affecting people and the, the common man and woman's game this is what this is this isn't at the high yeah. end at the you know the rugby and um, the golf and all the rest of it they're great sports but this is the football and it's ridiculous what people are getting away with it really is we can hardly get cars in parts of Glasgow now because of the ULS affecting so many people who need they need the cars um, and of course we're trying to get oh, to be you know I better not go to rant on it but and we do want to save the environment of course we do for our future generations but it needs to be a balanced approach and the trouble is they're not listening yep and it's always football it's always yep. football that take the brunt of it Rick yeah, because um, I just wanted to say because it's not it's, it's not as easy for people like me to get, yeah. to get on buses Paul as well so I mm. think when you're looking at a car as well it's so important they can drive to the football as well. Yeah, it's a great point. I know it's too easy just if I go at ca- people in cars and, and all the rest of it. Reagan, so you're feeling uh, more confident than you were before the game? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of Celtic, I mean, I, I, thought, they, I, I thought they performed really well. And like John said earlier, I thought his skills was really good. I think he really showed his class and I think it was a big occasion because he, he, he could have easily froze during that 90 minutes but he really showed that he's learned from his past experience from uh, being at Aberdeen and being a really good player uh, I think Brendan Rodgers will know, know that he can trust him because see if he can throw him into a derby game at, yeah. uh, uh, to your biggest rivals Paul mm. I think I, I think maybe we could see a bigger part of Liam skills than we also, also I, I feel he can play when, when some of the centre-backs come back, yeah. like Carter Vickers and one or two others, Nabrowski. You know, you've got Liam Scales, who's naturally left-footed, who can play out at left-back as well. So he can play in that position, his fitness levels, he can get up and down the pitch, he can give you that physical presence, certainly defensively in the Champions League with the quality defending set-pieces, these type of things. Taylor's done okay, but... Brendan's got that option of Taylor uh, of uh, skills he can actually play at left back as well he's maybe found a left back Regan thanks so much need to take a break we're back next the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy free quotes for solar PV battery storage heat pumps and garden projects let's go John Hartson Steve McGinn Paul Cooney here on the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy talking, well, all things from the big game at the weekend and elsewhere. We spoke Motherwell in the first part there, Hugh, reminding us that what a record Stuart Kettlewell has since he came in in February, I think that was, and transformed things for Motherwell. So, what do you reckon? And what about Hibbs? It looks as though there's going to be a new manager soon. Although, David Gray, what a job he did uh, again last time and to, to get that big win against Aberdeen, Stephen. Yeah, he's never let Hibbs down as a player. And um, when he's had, been asked to step in as a caretaker manager, and what a huge uh, result and, and three points he's given the next manager if it looks like it might be Nick Montgomery and that's, that's a real six-pointer going up to Aberdeen and what a tremendous result. 
certainly was, on that issue about buses and the new proposals from the government um, in Westminster. Scottish Football Association, the SPFL and the SWPL have got together and they've expressed their concern over the proposed new rules for fans travelling to matches on public hire vehicles, so in the buses. A joint statement issued about an hour ago from the SFA, Scottish Professional Football League, and the Scottish Women's Premier League said there's no evidence that there's a significant problem in Scotland. We're concerned by the targeted nature of these proposals which serve to demonise football fans and interfere unnecessarily in people's lives. It goes on, here in Scotland there are already appropriate powers held by the bus operators, Police Scotland and other partners to deal effectively with a very small number of incidents by a minority of fans. The consultation itself notes that the majority of football fans are law-abiding and do not cause any disturbances when travelling to or from games. Yet these proposals would unfairly affect the vast majority of football fans who travel safely and respectfully to and from matches on a weekly basis. And it finishes saying, we don't support these unnecessary and heavy-handed proposals and we will be making our views clear in the consultation. Rip it up, throw it out. It's nonsense. They're absolutely right, though. They're absolutely right to uh, to impose them because... Yep. Uh, oppose them, is it? Oppose them because... Yep. Uh, some of those uh, things that they're coming up with, the government, it's just, it's shocking, some of those uh, ideas that they want to bring in. Calls coming in, 0808 17 17 700. What, 48 hours ago since the game, John? Seems a while ago, you, me and Barry in here. Um, quite a few roar afterwards then, it's gone wild on social media um, because the Rangers fans are really unhappy. Are you surprised, John, how unhappy they've been? I mean, this was Michael Beale speaking to Sky afterwards. This was his take on the game. Hugely disappointing result. Uh, I thought we started the game quite well. Obviously, the first goal was clearly offside with the VAR. I think Cyril's got his foot there and down on the floor first and the boy kicks in the back of him. I think it's a harsh decision. Having said that, after that, there's a lot of football to be played. The goal we concede is is a really poor goal. It's from a nothing moment in the game. And then second half, we have a big push. We we drive the game, really. We push the game for 45, 50 minutes. We have chances, better chances on the day than than Celtic, and we're not able to take them. And uh, that's bitterly disappointing, certainly here at home, because we were looking for a completely different result. And for a lack of our own shooting ourselves in the foot and our lack of quality on our final pass and shot, to convert our possession to chances, we lose a game that we shouldn't have lost today. John? I disagree with uh, they created better chances than Celtic. I think Joe Hart had one save to make uh, of of any worth all day when he came out and made himself big. Um, I thought Celtic had the majority of the chances, the way they broke, the way they countered, got the ball wide. How many times did the ball just flash across Butland's goal in that six-yard box? And Celtic were inch or two from getting a toe to the ball and Kyogre, a great save from Abada by great Butland great save from yeah. Abada Butland again uh, and he's, he's the one for me who got who got big pass marks at the weekend um, kept kept the, kept the score to to 1-0 to Celtic uh, Kyogo we've mentioned him many times is a brilliant finish but I just thought Celtic looked so dangerous on the attack and, and Rangers their general play up to Celtic's uh, in, into Celtic's sort of uh, defensive third was okay. It was tidy at times, but then they just lacked that movement. They 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 lacked they lacked that sort of quality to 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 really get shots in against your heart. They had a lot of possession. They had several corners and free kicks and delivery. Uncharacteristically from Tavernier, wasn't as spot on as what it normally is. 
and the game's gone now the game's done you've got to start winning games you know I, th- I think Michael Beals beat, beat Celtic once yeah. you know how many how many tries is that you know and ultimately you can talk about this and that yeah. and we weren't at it but you know, you, you've got to go and win. You know, you've really got to go and win, and that's what Celtic managed to do. They went and won the game. They went a goal in front. They sorted it out in in the second half, and Celtic are the team that walk away with three points. Never mind, was it a foul? You can talk about all yeah. this. Ultimately, Celtic again have gone to Ibrox with no fans and picked up three points. Lorraine has been on on the socials at Go Football Show, and she's saying Stephen and John, Stephen first. What would you do if you had the Rangers? If you were with Michael Beale? What would you do? I mean, the Rangers fans felt it was a good transfer window beforehand. You never know until you see the players, but there's untested players like Danilo. Danilo, I haven't seen much of Lammers, Seema. What would you do with this team? With the team? Yeah. Um, when, well, while he was building the team, I did feel he was, he was signing a lot of players for the same positions. Yeah. Um, last year, a lot was spoken about the Rangers defensively, how they need to improve it defensively. Hasn't really done that. Um I think Jack Butland's been a good sign and obviously improved the goalkeeping department. The defence is the exact same. Um, mid to front, I think they lack width. Um, they've not replaced Ryan Kent. I think for, for the last few years, Rangers have struggled with only having one winger. And all of a sudden, they've got no wingers. Um, I felt like Celtic almost said to Rangers, right, Barisic isn't available today, so you can only really attack. Your only width here is Tavernier. Dies in Maida, just stop him attacking. And I felt watching the game as the game developed, developed I thought actually, I actually think Dies and Maida is as good as a player as you can get off the ball in, in world football. Honestly, what a job. What a Tireless, amazing. Um, but going back to Rangers, yeah. he totally snuffs out Tavernier from an attacking yeah. point of view. And, f- and with that, with Barisic's injury, I don't know how, if they knew how to penetrate Celtic, if they, they didn't have the option of a Ryan Kent or Vasicala to to get the ball out wide and, and drive at Celtic and ask questions of them, maybe something different. It just looked like, and, and as I was watching the second half, yes, there was moments. Um, More thought, possession for I Rangers. I thought Cantwell yeah. should do better at the back post. I think he's been brought in, he does a lot of talking off the park. Big moments like that, the ball falling to him, I think I think he's got to do better. Um Obviously, Lammers a bit unlucky. Yeah. Great feet, great pass from Raskin. He should, he, he's probably a wee bit unlucky. Joe Hart does great to get out quickly. Um, Daniel has his moments, but I just feel as if with the Rangers, they've signed lots of these positions. People want to be that number ten. Just none of it really adds up to the way they're wanting to play. But they're going to have to improve. They don't play with wingers. He doesn't. They obviously they miss Barisic. Him bombing down the left. What do they do for the coming games now? Because Barry was saying last night, and Andy, John, you said it on Sunday, they can't afford to slip up now. Rangers have to win just about every game domestically. They might have to change the system. They, 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 they you know, you got Matondo who can play either yeah. wing. Mm-hmm. You're very, very tricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of guy that can go past the player. You got Tom Lawrence who can come back in there. He's got to get Danilo in the team. <laughs> it's pretty simple. He's paid six million pounds for him. I know Kamara Roof scored a good goal up at uh, Ross County, um, but when you pay six million pounds for a for a striker, you're four games in. Um, you've got to get him in the team. You've got to you've got to you've got to go with him. Yep. Even if he's not firing, you know you've paid that type of money. He scored goals at at Feyenoord. So do you put him in against St Johnson? Absolutely. You put him in. Sure. He's desperate. He never started at the weekend. Mm-hmm. He'd be chomping at the bit to go. But the problem was, I think, at the weekend, the big problem was Rangers really fancied it. They felt Celtic have dropped their levels, um, which which they had slightly against St. Johnson, not winning, losing in, in the Cup. The, the previous two games, yeah. they hadn't scored a goal. 
and very unlike Celtic. So Rangers are thinking we'll win. Some of the some of the comments that were come, we'll win three 0 four 0 This will be easy. We'll absolutely trounce. And that was Celtic. the fans, not this. The, this yeah. is our yeah the, the supporters. This yeah. is our big chance to beat Celtic. We'll show them we're serious. Mm-hmm. Michael Beale's big opportunity to show Celtic mm-hmm. they're in a race this year in a proper proper title race. And they've not showed up. And Celtic showed up, mm. got the goal, and then defended really stubbornly, really good on the counter-attack. A brilliant three points from Brendan Rodgers. A well-set-up win. Um, and a little bit of luck, of course, with the Lager yeah, Bielka sure. on Dessas. Okay. Yes, we got away with a decision, but sometimes you need to get away with a decision. In particular, when you go to Ibrox, you need that call. Stephen? Yeah, no wonder they were upset. I mean, getting into that game, you're... Th- the reason, I, the reason I thought Rangers would win is because Celtic were going with such a flung-together team. I mean, the back four, especially the one that finishes the game, that'll never play for Celtic again. I don't even think in yeah. a Scottish Cup tie at home, that, that's a back four. They didn't have any sort of real spell where Celtic were having to make brilliant headers. Mm. Joe Hart was having to make amazing saves. There was no real pressure. There was no, Everything was just... It, it was slow, build-up. Um, and, and every now and then... Um, when they did get pressure they did lag a bit okay I think there was once that obviously the one that he gets a fill for one in the second half where he's under a bit of pressure and he yeah. tries a chipped pass mm-hmm. and, and Rangers have them that's all the Rangers fans wanted see if Celtic had won that game 1-0 and they'd get out of there and everyone had said I'm not sure how we didn't win that you, you can live with it you can accept it but every Rangers fan's out there saying I can't believe that that's just happened. We've just totally sat off Celtic there. We've let yeah. them come and they be comfortable in the game. They really expected. Yeah. They expected so, to win the game fairly comfortable. And I think it's a bit of a shock that they never won the game. Uh, yes, a decision went against them. But for me, I think overconfidence, talking in the week. Um, so do we talking after the, after the result, I say? Lorraine's asking, what would you do about it though? How are you going to change it from a Rangers point of view? She's a Rangers fan. What do you do? Because the window's shut, we know it, plus they've spent, what, 13 million? Good money. I think that's a big reason why they can't sack him. Because I think there's a lot, I think, I know there was a lot of talk about who the new director of football is going to be after Ross Wilson left. They put an enormous amount of faith in Michael mm-hmm. B over the yeah. summer. Enormous. They, they let him run the whole club. They let him bring in exactly who he wants. He didn't seem to be answering to anyone in terms of a director of football to say, Michael, do you not think you might want to try and replace Ryan Kent? Do you want a bit of width? What if, what if this doesn't work? Because I know on a much smaller scale, I remember, I think it was Stephen Robinson's last year at Motherwell, he, he designed a team to play a 4-3-3 with three forwards and actually they'd gone away from having three, a winger, two wingers and a striker and it actually didn't work. It was for the first time in a few years Motherwell hadn't been as good. I'd played against a team and you could get out because... Strikers that were now the wingers like Tony Watt weren't comfortable going back the way. And Rangers are a bit like that. They all want to play as a main striker. They all want to play as a number 10. I think, John, you have to change the formation. He yeah. has to totally yeah, wrap he, it he up. He might change the yeah. formation. Mm-hmm. just about to come in. He might change the formation. Yeah. You know, he might go 4-2-3-1. Might even go back, might even go to a 4-4-2. I think he likes to... Well, Danilo like and Dessers, maybe. I, I think yeah. he contradicts himself a little bit because he likes to say, I want to be consistent with my team. I don't think I don't think all season he, there's always changes. There's always, he doesn't quite know his strongest he's team. To find it. First exactly. thing he's got yeah. to do is get his best eleven players out there, mm-hmm. the players he feels he can trust, and that may not be enough. But he's still got to keep going. He's got to sometimes persevere. You know. Yeah, but I said, uh, he's he's spot on. Yeah, he, he always speaks about the consistency and the team yeah. selection. 
why why does Fuentes and Lundstrom start ninth over then all of a sudden they're unused subs sure. for the Celtic game it doesn't seem to make sense and, and we spoke before the season one of the things that would be the problem for Rangers coming into the season how long would it take for Michael Bill to find his best team yeah. we're even further behind that we're, we're, we're less of an idea what his best team is and I don't think he does either the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! Yeah, I thought he was outstanding. Liam's a guy that he's obviously spent a lot of time out from the club. But what I can rely on, mate, he's a warrior. And I thought when he had to be, he stood up. He, he won his headers, he defended, he was brave. And, uh, and that's what you have to be at times. Like I said, first half our football, some of our combination play was really good. We played through very, very well and connected the game, uh, but away to a big rival. And any time I've ever won here, you've, you're always going to have periods where you uh, you have to defend, and the players were, were magnificent at that. Brendan Rogers speaking about Liam Scales and his victory, 1-0 at Ibrooks at the weekend. Goal scorer, Kyogo Furuhashi, player of the year last season. Yeah, it was a brilliant finish. I think, firstly, it's something that we spoke about with the players, that even though when you're a technical team and you, you have to be able to do the dirty stuff and it comes from a long ball, Matt O'Reilly wins the, the header, puts him through, and then it's an unbelievable finish against uh, Jack Butlin, who's a really good goalkeeper. So um, but he had a few moments. Then he was in 1v1 in the first half as well. Uh, looked like he was going to score. He had a moment in the second half. So even when he's not involved, he's such a threat to the goal. And uh, you know, like I say, second half, we, 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 we broke away into the spaces really well, attacked the spaces, but just uh, just like that finishing touch. And Jack Buckman made a great save off of um, Abada. So, uh, so, yeah. John, we'll hear from you in a second about what it's like to score at Ibrox in the derby. Stephen, you were watching it. What was the atmosphere like? Because it's the first time they've been zero no Celtic fans in the ground yeah I, th- I think something's got to change I think whether the league um, get involved or with Sky Television get involved because the first time obviously the away teams won I thought the atmosphere was was poor for a, for a Celtic Rangers game it, it's just missing mm. I hope I hope Celtic do the right thing give Rangers tickets for the next one and in, in long term they've got to bring some sort of allocation back because mm. immediately you then watch the, Man- uh, the Arsenal Man United game and everything, take away the quality of the football, the quality of player on show, the big away end, even the scenes when Garnacho scores a goal that's then brought back. Mm-hmm. It's amazing watching away end, then then vice versa. Mm-hmm. Just everything that comes with that. I think they're taking away, I mean, in terms of the money, all these division leagues are pulling away from us in terms of the players they can yeah. buy, everything. So the quality is going down. But if they take away the fans, I mean, what what is it? It's just another game. Anyone tuning into that game on Sunday... Is thinking well, what atmosphere? Whereas, and and I even think, see if the Celtic fans are winning and they're they're golden, the Rangers fans. I actually think the Rangers fans get better in the game yeah. when it's just fifty thousand so, Rangers exactly. fans. They're watching a losing yeah. team. There's just negativity spiraling. John, it adds so much colour. It adds so much more atmosphere in the games. Um, but we know, we know who 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 started this, who played it out initially, um, and they're both in the dance now. Yeah, they are. Yeah. But we know who who set this off. Yeah, we know that. But yeah, then, and sure. it's a shame. It's yeah. a shame because you're right, John. I, I, I used to, I used to love, but we've had Barry talking about this as well. It's shocking, really, that there's no yeah. away fans, and I don't know why the the two clubs now, as you said, Paul, it's it's where yeah. we are now. I don't know why the the two clubs, chief executives, whoever's in charge, the secure, I, I don't know, can't come together and sit down as adults and say, well, look. 
it adds so much to the game. Um, you know, it, it doesn't help one team or another. Like Celtic have just gone to Ibrox and won with not one. Yeah. You know, the only the only Celtic fans that were in there were Lenny and Chris Sutton. They were the only two Celtic fans in the ground that day. So to be fair, they've gone and got a brilliant win um, at Ibrox with no fans there. And, um, you know, they managed to pull it off. But no away fans for me. It just doesn't add up. Well, Celtic, there's John Hartson saying it to you. And there's two young chief executives at both clubs. Sort it out. Absolutely. Yeah, Come Ra- on. Rangers have made yeah. their bed for the season. They've sold off the tickets. Um, but what Celtic can do is Celtic, Celtic can do the right thing and give Rangers an allocation, I think. It does so much. And as John said, it doesn't affect the results. Celtic have won there with 8,000 fans, 700 fans, and now no fans. Mm. Or two fans, as John says. It doesn't overly affect the result, but it's affecting the image of our game. It's your biggest fixture. I hope Celtic do the right thing and give Rangers an allocation. Here's Kevin on the line from Wishaw, a Celtic fan. Good evening, Kevin. How are you doing? Are you all right? Yeah, good, thanks. So what are you thinking? Uh, first of all, I just want to say it's an absolute pleasure to speak to John Harson. You're a legend, big man. Thank you, Kevin. You. Thank you, buddy. How are you? All right. I'm good, mate. I'm good. Listen, it's about Sunday's game. I thought I went into Sunday's game like most Celtic fans, hmm. thinking we I, I will take a draw right now. You would bite your hand off for it because you know you know need defenders first of all. Uh, Carter Vickers out, Hattati out, um, yep. Johnson just coming back from injury. Yeah. Uh, away. You're thinking, God, who have we got to play at the back here? But see, to be fair, I know big Lager Bielka had a had a couple of shaky moments, but yes. I just I just want to big up Liam Scales. That boy in the second half really showed up for us, and I hope the Celtic fans gave him a wee break because he was taking it tight mm. the last couple of weeks. Celtic fans. And being just fans, they like to make scapegoats see people, and it's usually the Scottish or Irish players that get it. Mm. And I hope we give that boy some credit where he's due because he was brilliant. But really happy with the team. I thought we dominated in the first half without being. It wasn't a hundred mile an hour football like Angie's football, but possession based, full controlled football. I thought it was in the first half. And um, when they scored, uh, my heart was in my mouth because I felt, man, it's just uh, against the run of play. Here we go again, but. Mm. We managed to get the result and it, it, it was brilliant. Um, and the point you were saying about the fans, that needs to get sorted big time because I, I'll tell you what, see, I'm a big South American football fan and Boca and River Plate have done the exact same thing and the fixture is nowhere near the same. It yeah. just takes it all away. Yeah. We need to sort it out. Well, Kevin, I have to say first, first point you made, uh, Liam Scales. First of all, Liam Scales is a defender, right? And I'm I'm a big believer in defenders defenders defend their goal and I just think yes if you can play out from the back Brendan likes to play I thought we took a couple of risks at the back at the weekend on another day we might have been punished we weren't give the ball away in some dangerous areas where we got to try and put our foot through the ball but Liam Scales I thought he put his head on everything as Brendan Rodgers just said there in, in, in one of the clips that we can listen to he was brave He's been away from Celtic for quite a while. So to come in and to be integrated back into the group and to play well in such a big, important game, it really, really right. was. I thought he did everything expected. He did he did everything perfect for me. When he when he did come out with the ball, he made sure he passed it to a Celtic shirt. He looked very comfortable, Kerry. He looked as if he'd been in that yeah. position for years for Celtic. Oh. I don't want to say that the guys all of a sudden are, are, are first team regular, but mm. that, the, the boys deserve credit where he's due. Because he went to 
Celtic have done this before. Kevin, are you, are, you, are you walking the dog in the park? No, I mean, I'm in the car, I'm parked up. Is your window open? <laughs> it's it's yeah, very blowy, Pat. It's very, yeah. very blowy. <laughs> Stephen, oh, what sorry, did you... It's okay, mate. It's okay. Stephen, what would you say to Kevin? Uh, just on Liam Scales, yep. I think I don't expect Liam Scales to be the long-term Celtic centre-half. I think when Snavrocki, yeah. Carter Vickers and Phillips are available, I expect them to be the centre-halves. But what I would say if it was Liam Scales, if in parties family or in a circle is there is absolutely a chance for him to make his way into that Celtic team as a left back um, there's not the same expectations of a Celtic left back under Brendan Rodgers I don't think you're going to have to play in midfield as inverted fullback. Mm-hmm. he adds height he, he, as John said he's just a defender Brendan Rodgers called him a warrior mm-hmm. I think he'll have earned a bit of trust with Brendan Rodgers I think long term I don't think Bernabe in any way is a long term future at Celtic Greg Taylor's mm-hmm. definitely out of form I don't see why Liam Scales can't be having a wee half look yeah. at that position as something he might be able to nail down. You know, sometimes as well, one man's misfortune can be another man's gain. And the fact that there was injuries and Brendan kept him, because I think it's been said that he was, he was off to Aberdeen yeah, again. He was. So he kept him, put him in, trusted him, and he's played so well. Don't be surprised that he features a lot more this season because I know you have Carter Vickers, who's brilliant, Lavrovsky's new to the club, so yep. is Lager, Bielka, Nat Phillips. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Liverpool, good pedigree. Yep. Not played an awful lot. Um, so there's okay. one or two ahead of him, yes. But don't be surprised if, if if Brendan doesn't count on Liam Scales a bit more this season. Kevin, where are you on Brendan Rodgers? Is that a, a line in the sand now and you move on? Uh, I spoke to another radio show uh, at the start of the season when what? Big Ange left and, and I wanted him back. And I, and I was told off one of their pundits you've got no chance I wanted Brendan Rodgers back so the line in the sand has been drawn with me at the end of the day the, we need to think about the future of your football club that's what comes first so you can't afford to act like the school children and say oh he walked out what he did was wrong but he, he's already yes. admitted it and, and, and do you know what I don't know how, how John thinks mm. but I'm glad Brendan Rodgers didn't apologise because he shouldn't need to apologise he did what he did he's explained his decision we've got to air it it's it's and done with so it's going to take time for um, us to get used to his way of playing because it's different for the ends. But if we tr- the, uh, another thing, if we trusted the process through Andrew Postacoglu, we need to trust the process through Brendan Rodgers as well and give him the time. So um, I'm 100% behind him. Um, he's brought in a lot of new players. I still think we need a new goalkeeper because Joe Hart's in the final year of his contract. I can't see it getting extended. And I think uh, Kyogo needs support because if he gets injured you're left with O and he's very raw we we, we can't yeah. it's a shame we're going to get into the Champions League we just Kyogo and O because I felt that we needed some cover there I don't know what John thinks I totally agree and I agree about Brendan Rodgers there's nobody more um, frustrated disillusioned annoyed if you like with the way that Brendan yeah. upped and went I think he's he's come back he's explained himself s- several times um he was definitely the right man at the right time to take over from Ange. He's been at the club before. He knows the blueprint. He knows the expectations from the crowd. He has a, a decent relationship. I think probably a very good one now with the owners, particularly uh, Peter Lowell, who, who Brendan will have to go to to bring in players, this, that and the other. Well, it should be the chief exec, shouldn't it? Michael yeah, Nicholson. Sorry, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Michael no, Nicholson. Sure, well, well, listen, don't... Peter Lowell's 
he has a role there. He's not sure. just a Celtic yeah. fan that goes and watches the games every week, by yeah, the way. For sure. <laughs> you know, but um and obviously Dermot Dermot's a main man, he's the man who writes out the checks. So um But you agree with what Kevin's saying, and he put it really well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you, Kevin. Right. I think you're spot on and he was the right man for the job. And it might take a bit of time, it might take a bit of time to get the fluency back into it. But Listen, he's won us another game at the weekend against uh, against our biggest rival, and he's got some record against Rangers, by the way. Yeah, just on that, the record, I don't know if there's an, another manager in world football, Celtic could afford that he could come in and get that result with what he had. Bear in mind that Ange had one win in four at Ibrox. Great point. Kevin, thanks for making the switch. Good Cheers, call. Kev. Thanks so much. News is next. Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps, we offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! In terms of the two teams on the pitch, there's, it's the result. And whether people would talk about big words about mentality, this, that and the other, I think there was nothing between the two teams today. I thought we were the team in the ascendancy and we missed big chances. And there was we, we give away a really poor goal. Uh, I think both teams will play better and, and grow as the season goes on. It's important that we do. But we're a long way off where I want us to be. That, that's the reality. Um, like I said, hopefully after the international break, we'll get some players back. But it's just piecing it all together. You know, we, we've lost important players. There's really, really important players injured. And we have a lot of young players that uh, are finding out what it's like to play a huge club. So um, so whatever the result was today, we, we, we stay calm and we continue to work. But three wins and a draw uh, for the first games in terms of results is, is very good. But from a performance level, uh, we'll get better and better. Rangers trailing Celtic by four points after the first four games. International breaks on. We'll hear from John Carver shortly in the programme. We're with Stephen McGinn, the Falkirk captain, and John Hartson, Celtic legend. And on the line now, it's Paul, a Celtic fan. Good evening, Paul. Hey, good evening, Paul. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. What's in your mind? Uh, it's just, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted about the, the result on Sunday. Uh, in in the lead up to the game, I was worried. I was more worried about Celtic than I was actually about Rangers because in the previous games we've looked nothing like ourselves. Uh, the shape and everything. I just I, I, I couldn't see. I couldn't see it. The, how there's been such a big change. You know, I'll be honest. I wasn't delighted that Brendan Rodgers was there, but I'm, I'm an adult and you you give you give him a chance. Uh, but like most Celtic supporters, I think nobody was delighted to see him coming back. But you're you're wanting me to do well. Ultimately, it's not about having some of the club doing well. Mm. Uh, in the lead up to the game, as I say, I was, I was a wee bit concerned about more Celtic than Rangers because I'd watched Rangers, mm. and I don't think I'm being unkind saying they hadn't been playing great either. They, no. they were getting results, mm. but they weren't looking great. Even the Rangers fans are saying that. Yeah. But in the press conference just before the game, uh, I was listening to Michael Beale and I think, to be fair, I think the question was uh, put to him about Celtic's uh, new uh, enduring winger, uh, Lewis Palmer. Yeah. And he alluded to that instead of just shutting the question down because he's been stung things like this in the past, 
he alluded to that he, he wasn't interested that they're trying to sell him and basically he wasn't good enough for Rangers for so no interested see I, I, see that that's a team talk just there that's a team talk to get the team fired up why, why does he I don't know why he just he'll never learn he'll, he'll never just shut these uh, these co- these questions down just just don't answer don't entertain it it just comes back I mean his, his comment last year we've been lucky how long did that one go on but it just never seems to be learning and I'm I'm no disappointed in it I'm I'm, I'm quite I find that I'm using but why does he feel the need to comment Celtic so much so here's what he said John um, you you know he was asked the question and I'll tell you what he said last week was that on Thursday or Friday wasn't that ahead of it so they do get bombarded bombarded he said there was nothing between me and the player it was very late into last season early into pre-season when someone from his club was pushing him around and we could have taken him on loan maybe with an obligation to buy at the time but it wasn't one we were willing to do. So that's what he said about Palmer. John, you've been in these press conferences, you get bombarded Mm. but... uh, would it have been better to say nothing about well, somebody who's gone to your oldest rivals? I, I don't know, Paul. Paul, listen, yeah. you're obviously a fan and you've got Celtic in your heart and everything they do, you know, everything they say and managers, rightly so, you're, you're a huge Celtic fan. But to be honest with you, mate, I, I wouldn't let it concern me too much. If he wants to drop in a, a, a question about, about Palmer and, um, you know, Lewis Palmer, should I say, then just, just let it go over your head. Why? Why would any like Celtic person be too concerned with what the Rangers manager says? He says a lot, Michael Beale. You know, he says an awful lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and and personally, mate, it's, it's it's your you know it's your prerogative what you do and how you think of what he says. But to be honest with you, whatever he says, they still got to go and beat. Right? They still got to go and win games of football. And, you know, I think he's got enough problems of, of his own with his team and getting the right formation and the right players in and getting to get Danilo into his team. Then I wouldn't be over... I wouldn't let it get to me, mate. I don't, I don't go to bed at night thinking what Michael Beale says. It, it doesn't really bother me, mate. But I, I get with your point okay. because the Celtic fans obviously listen to Michael Beale a lot more than I do. Stephen, would it bother you? Uh, I, I agree with Paul in terms of I don't know why Michael Beale's put himself in that situation. That's the question. I know, but I don't know why he says that they got offered them, they could have taken them on loan with an obligation to buy because if Lewis Palmer, and who knows how he might turn it, if he turns out to be an absolute sensation that scores 20 goals from out wide this season when Rangers don't even have a winger, everyone's going to point to the fact you actually could have taken this guy. I don't know why you just, look, we got offered lots of players, it's not someone we, we were going for, just move it on as, as Paul said because yeah. as he said that will backfire if he turns out to be a sensation yeah the three and a half million could have been money well but spent he, supplying ball for Desers he's, or in, Lammers he's or. in our building Paul do you know what I mean he's in our building so we don't have to it's, it's like, in yours at Celtic yeah absolutely sure. it's right. like well you yeah. know why, why are we concern ourselves about that but what do you think Paul come back at yeah. me mate John I'm, I'm not con- honestly I'm not concerned yeah. I just I find that I'm using. I just <laughs> so think do I. back to. So do I, Paul. I just, I just, I don't see that the, he's got an itch with things like this, mm. and it's as if he can't stop himself. If you think back to even just even your time, John, just before you came, Martin O'Neill came in, and really that's when Celtic changed. That's when Celtic started to, to dominate Scottish football. And let's be honest, they have done for the best part of 
20 years. Yeah, for uh, the last 10, 12 years, well, we go for our 12th title in 13 years, if that's not complete, yeah, though. I, mean, I know we're out, of the, we're out of the League Cup, but we we have won five out of yeah. the last seven, okay. you know. Yeah. But, but John, when, when Martin O'Neill came, mm. in, when he was doing the press interviews, he never, ever gave, you know, Rangers are the benchmark, Rangers are the benchmark, and they tried to squeeze them and squeeze them, mm. and, even when the players were getting interviewed, nobody ever gave Edin away. And you, God, you, you obviously not better for my time. And it was actually quite laughable that uh, it was David Tanner would squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. They would never give Edin away. So, so none of this could happen. I just think, honest to God, back I know. Michael, I just, it's un- I know, but, but Paul, do you know what? I actually what we, feel a bit sorry for the guy. Do you know what, though, Paul? Right, if right. if, if we are thinking like that as Celtic fans, what right. are his own fans thinking of him? Okay, what's everyone else thinking? Thank you for calling, Paul. Here's Alec, a Celtic fan, with a view about the away fans not being allowed in. Hi, Alec. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, Hello, Alec. good. So, what are you thinking? Speak- yeah, you're through to Big John. Lovely to speak to you, Big John. And you, Alec. Lovely, Lovely to speak to you, Lovely Wade. Lovely to speak to you, Paul. Love you, love you, big man. Thank you, Mary. No, Stephen's a great my, guy my as well. <laughs> On you go. <laughs> I, I, I don't really know Stephen, but obviously watched Big John for years. Sure. I love the big man. He, he talks a lot of sense. He's not got any bitterness in his body after being rejected by Rangers. Thank God he was. Uh, oh, you're piling them on tonight, aren't you, everybody? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I know it could have been Rangers. I know you're absolutely right. So, Alec, what about this though? I've, I've got a, a hint about what you're going to say about the away fans? Well, I was watching a documentary about the Rangers uh, supporters a couple of months ago or a few weeks ago with Eugene Bisgrove at the new facility at Ibrox. And the Rangers fans don't want the away fans there. And obviously, if they don't want us at their part, well, we've got to precipitate Absolutely. and not give them in for their part. Yeah. Like, I mean, this, this 700, I mean, where the Celtic fans are, are crammed into that wee corner, it just is not safe. No. The Rangers fans, the ones we signed are fine, but it's the ones above that causes the problems. And I've got mates, I've not got a season ticket that my son has, I've got mates that go to the Celtic and the Rangers at, at Ibrox, mm. and they are not safe with things getting thrown at them. Mm. Mm. So well, I, I actually said, I actually said, if it's 500 or 300 or 700, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go for the respect of the other Celtic fans, the other four or five thousand that are actually missing out. Um, so it's either the the full allocation or nothing yes. at all for me. Um, and 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 do you know what? I've played in these games, and mm. even when Rangers fans are there, the atmosphere is brilliant. Yeah. It's great. They're making big big noise. There are thousands of them supporting their team, and it was the same with the Celtic fans. Um, Used to go to Ibrox. It was brilliant. It was brilliant scoring, running to the away fans, and Rangers had that moment uh, as well. The Rangers players when they scored, running over to their fans, and it just takes it takes the edge off the game. It really yeah. does with no with no big massive following for either team. And I I, yeah. I, I think it, it just takes the shine of the derby slightly. Alec, I take it you'd be happy if it's five or six or seven thousand. Let's get back to the way it used to be. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm coming up for 70 years of age next next year, and I took my wife, we've been married 50 years, I took my wife to Celtic Rangers at Celtic Park about three, four years ago, mm-hmm. and she says to me, where's the Rangers fans? And we're stuck in the wee corner. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, it's better than the full end. And, and yeah. she's right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, she's she right. is right. But, for but sure. If I, if I was Celtic, if I was Celtic, I would turn around to say Rangers, right, 
see them January second. You're getting your full allocation. Let's be the bigger team. Stephen McGinn, I think, are you nodding? Yeah, I totally agree with Alec. I think there's nobody can tell me there's one good thing uh, comes with not having a way allocation. If they're dead against, if Rangers are dead against giving Celtic the 8,000, then at least the, the league, uh, as I said, the, the Sky Television have got a huge say in our game. Someone's got to sit both clubs down and say, no, this is happening. At least the European allocation, like the Liverpools get, the Dortmunds have gotten at Ibrox, but it's maybe 3,500. Because... For our game, as I said, it's a showpiece game. Nothing good is coming from it. It's, it's making it worse. As we say, but the money we can't affect, the quality of player, mm. we're not getting quite the same as we did when we, we had John Hartson and Barry Ferguson playing on either side. Yeah. We can't affect that because the way football's changing. But the atmosphere, what we can bring to world football, what we've got is unique. They're killing it. But Sky should use the leverage they have, but I don't think they do. There's no sign of it that they yeah, do they, that. They Would they allow to. that in England? Would <laughs> they allow it? No, no, they wouldn't. Well, why are they allowing Celt- it? Celtic had scored a second or third goal. There could possibly have been nobody left in the stadium with 10 minutes to go. It's And, and this is both sides. As you say, as Alex says, I hope Celtic give Rangers an allocation for, for January. Paul, thanks for that call. Thanks. Connor's on as well, Celtic fan. Hi, Connor. Hi, guys. How are we doing? Hi, Connor. Yeah, good, thank you. Glad to be back on. Last, I want to talk about the allocation. Um, I'm one for having fans, but I agree with Stephen. It should be the the cup allocation of 2,800, what Liverpool had, what uh, Bayern Munich had at Celtic, I believe that it should be a way fan there, but not the full allocation. I just don't agree with that. As I, I've got pals, a season ticket holders, that I have to give it up when it was the full allocation. I just think given the cup allocation would be fair on both sides. Mm. Now, I, I do get that for people who've mm. got the season ticket now you know, all year round yeah. Stephen what would you do what about the 2,800 would yeah, that I yeah. think I think I agree with Connor I think that works I think Rangers um, at least would, would agree to maybe because I think with the where, where they have their supporters section I think they've put that in where the old Celtic end was mm-hmm. um, in that corner so they wouldn't have to give that up um, but they, they definitely they, it needs to it needs to be brought back because it's really it's killing the fixture yeah, I, th- I think Connor's right. I think all right. It's not the five or six thousand they used to have, both lower tier and the upper tier, and the same applies for the Rangers supporters because they've got season ticket holders in 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 those sections of the of Ibrox. So yeah, I think two thousand, two and a half thousand. That's enough fans to make a lot of noise. Um, yep. And but certainly. Um, the two clubs, I don't know whether they will. I don't know whether there's wishful thinking or I'm dreaming. I don't think it'll happen for a good few years now. I, don't, I just think they both clubs are de- quite determined not to let the UA fans in. And I think it's there to stay for a while. I don't think they can get together and actually discuss um, a limited amount of fans. Like, like Connor mm. is saying, I, I can't see it happening now. But there we are. I might be wrong. But that's just okay. my personal view. Connor, have you got your Champions League allocation? Are you going to the games? Um, I'm not I'll be DJing it up the Gallagher but my, my lovely wife will be going to it um, obviously last year I got to meet yourself and yeah. the lovely Radston Red John I got to sit down and have a oh, good that was brilliant mate. yeah we were just saying to the to the boys yeah. now unfortunately yeah we, well, we enjoyed that last year didn't we so we'll facility. see what happened we yeah, enjoyed we'll see, that last year we might year. have it on again yeah it, possibly it was terrific. so that'll be great that's right Connor it was great to meet you uh, so you're DJing the Gallagate and uh, the missus will be at the games I see the Atletico Madrid fans are not happy they're paying more to come to Celtic than they'll play going to Lazio or to Rotterdam Connor how do you assess the chance this year the chances 
uh, under Brendan Rodgers. I know it's early and you haven't seen a lot of the new players. What are you thinking about the Champions League? I'm saying realistically, third place is a good chance. Um, Feyenoord haven't started this season apart from they had a great win at the weekend there. Lazio haven't had a good start to the season either. I think it's doable with the team that we've got. Once the Champions League starts, we're going to have your Carter Vickers back. We're going to have Phillips. We're going to have some of the bigger names. Yeah. Um, young Olden Holmes smashing it. I'd like to see him get a chance. Mm. Um, yeah, I've got, I've got a feeling third place is doable. I'd like to know John's opinion, how he thinks it's go this year. Yeah, well, I don't think we had a bad one last year. It's just we lack of goals cost us, didn't it? I thought we performed very well. We have to kick on again in 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 um, in Europe. Obviously, try and do better than we did last year. Trying to finish third, so we can drop into the into the Europa League. Do you think Celtic will be better, John? I do. Yeah. I think they got that little bit more expo- experience yeah. this season. One or two of the players last season hadn't played at that level. Mm-hmm. Remember, um, Kyogo, yeah. Abada, these type of guys, um, Maeda, one or two others, O'Reilly. You know, but they'll be better for the for the six games that they had last last year. Although we finished bottom of the group, I thought we acquitted ourselves very well. And as um, as Connor just said, there, um, Feyenoord got a five-one win at the weekend, but they've they've only played four games, same as us, mm-hmm. one-two, drawn two, so they're not exactly flying. Mm-hmm. Um, Lazio. Great venue to go, the the Stadio Olimpico in, in Rome. Yeah. And obviously Atletico Madrid, always going to be a tough game. They're up there normally challenging with Barca and, um, and Real Madrid. So that's a tough one. But it's a great, brilliant stadium to go to as well, Atletico Madrid. So hopefully the fans will enjoy the ride and maybe pick up some results on the way, Connery. Eh? Stephen, what are you thinking yeah. about the squad? You know, there's no Jota this year. Kyogo now with more experience. Do you think Celtic will do better than the two points last season? Yeah, I think I think they'll win at least a game, which takes them above that. I just think it's a brilliant draw. I think it's yeah. um, going to be a really competitive group. I think it's a couple of great trips for the the fans to go to some brilliant stadiums. So, sure. it's in terms of when you're watching the draw, you think it'd be great to get in that group, and when it pulls out, it's not always a case you get a, a draw where it it seems to just fit. And I think it's a brilliant draw and one for the players and fans to get excited about. I think Connor makes a great point. I, I think the the supporters would be happy with dropping into the Europa League I, th- I think that's progress and hopefully and then progress in the Europa League so you know you've got, you got um, European football beyond Christmas and, yeah. yeah and uh, I think that, that'll be progress I think it's certainly good to do that Connor, can you help us here you're a great music man Stephen needs tickets for Shania Twain for Mrs McGinn too and, and Paul's wife as well yeah you need tickets anyway any chance Shania Twain tickets for Stephen McGinn's missus. Yes. Uh, I'm, on, I'm only kidding. I think Big John sorted me. Oh, it's John sorted it. Have you been on? Yeah. I phoned a guy. Yeah. yeah I phoned okay. A guy. He, cool. might get, he might get Stephen a bit of VIP, yeah. so you never know. Paul, are you much more confident now? Or final thought from you? Sorry, Connor. What's your What's your thoughts for the season? I think he's just gone. Um, he's checking the tickets. No, Connor, on you go. Um, I believe that we're going to. I believe Celtic are going to win the league in the Scottish Cup. Obviously, out of League Cup, as I said this season last week. But I do believe with the squad Brendan building, the, the, the last minute transfers that came in with Phillips, Palma, and the young mm-hmm. uh, Portuguese boys, Bernardo. great couple of signings. Bernardo, yeah. Bernardo. Um, I, I believe we're going to, Celtic can win the league. I don't think it'll be as comfortably as mm-hmm. some people are saying. I still believe Rangers can put a challenge on. It's only one yeah. home, one one game done. Sure. Old Firm are still three to go. Mm. Um, 
but I, I think Celtic win the league, but it'll be a close, closer than what it was last year. Connor, thanks very much for the Cheers, call. Connor. Thanks, Connor. We're going on the line of Rangers fan Paul after the break. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 Let's go! Big call there for John Hartson. We're just talking about the Stadio Olimpico and the other ones for the Champions League. And Stephen, he's just gone and been hired, so he'll be on. We'll see you, John, at yeah, the big games. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Any Great to be back. Stephen? Won't see him. No, indeed, we'll hear him. Yeah, we might see him as well. Paul's on the line, uh, a big Rangers fan, 0808 17 17 700. Paul, thanks for hanging on there. What's in your mind tonight? Hi, thanks, Paul, for having me on. Uh, great show as always. Uh, good to speak Thank to you, John. Paul. Hi, Paul. Even, um, obviously, we've been talking to John after the weekend, but uh, that, that's what happens. Uh, listen, just, I'm going to have fun again. I've, I've spoken to you guys before. I'm going to start my point off by asking John and Stephen their opinion. Can you tell me what the point of a captain is in a football team? Well, a, ca- well a captain for me... Um, he sets the standard on the pitch. A captain hasn't got to be one who shouts and rants and raves. I think I think other footballers follow captains by example. Um, we don't necessarily see them in action sort of uh, in the dressing room because that's pretty personal and what happens in the dressing room stays in there. But certainly you lead, you get on the ball in difficult situations, you, you, you lead from the front. Um, even if you're not playing particularly well, Paul, you still do your very best uh, to encourage the, the guys around you. For me, I played with some brilliant captains. Lambert was a brilliant captain. Um, Tom Boyd. And I'm sure our own Barry Ferguson in here, played against Barry many a times. He was a wonderful leader for Rangers. He would drive the team forward. Celtic fans would say that. Celtic players, certainly I played with, would say that. We all had time and respect for Barry Ferguson going up against him. So for me, I think I've told you there what I believe a captain's role is. Over to you, Stephen. Stephen, you are the captain of Falkirk. Yeah, I mean, I know what Paul's getting at. He's, he's questioning Tavernier's captaincy. Um, he has been the captain for a long time and he's overseen a, a period of Rangers where they've been second prize to Celtic for a long time and I can see why he comes under so much criticism because part of the role as a Rangers or Celtic captain is to deliver tr- trophies, deliver titles and it's something now that's gathered pace on social media when he's doing these interviews after uh, narrowly losing the big games and, and I do think the, the heat is cranking up on Tavernier's captaincy so I just... I, I, James Tavernier didn't go into a manager's office one day and ask to be captain. And he's never going to go into the manager's office and say, look, this is too much, take this off me. That's for whoever the manager of Rangers is to, to see fit who he thinks is the best captain of Rangers. And I do think, I, when I was a young player at Watford, um, I'd, I'd, I played with the greatest captain I had. He's now the Birmingham manager, a guy called John Eustace. He actually spent a long time at Murray Park. Mm-hmm. Would, would, he, would he want to sign for Rangers? And he was an amazing captain on and off the park and he kind of set the standard for the whole club. Um, didn't didn't train every day as such, but um, he just learned so much from me, led by example. And he was the face of any sort of defeat or draw and, and that's what James yeah. Tavernier's facing. And as I said, would I have been surprised in the, if a new Rangers manager comes in and signs a captain? No, I wouldn't be because it is a long time to be second, second prize. Paul? I... Listen, that was great points by John and Stephen. I appreciate that. I'm particularly with you know, Stephen being a captain. 
because uh, the reason I'm saying my point is I, I was at the game on Sunday uh, and it wasn't me, it was a whole section and I've been a few bits of Ibrox and I'm getting the same things for the same fans I'm thinking, it's not just coming from me and I'll tell you why and here's some facts to back up my argument I'm not, I'm not, I'll am not. i totally think every time I phone the show I'm quite reasonable my points I, I'm not character yeah. assassination yeah. or anything but uh, here's my points to back up right? I was talking to my mate about it the guys played over 20 odd old firm games and lost the majority of them, right? He's been the captain for six, seven years in a period where Celtic have dominated. Now, that's not just down to him. He came up as a championship player. Um, but in all the major games we've played, there, there's a Celtic game last year. We beat Celtic 2-0. Now, I said to my mate at the time, aye, that counts for nothing. That, that's a nothing game, right? It showed a bit of light coming through, fair enough. But every game we've played in a big Europa League final, Scottish Cup final last year, eh, League Cup final last year, the Scottish okay. Cup semi-final yeah. last year. We've lost them now, Paul. Uh, how many? The, the common denominator is it comes in. Every new manager we come in, he becomes he's the captain right now. I know there must be things happening between the football club, but it's getting to the stage where I'm actually thinking: Is James Tavish just saying the right things to stay a captain? And I get with Stephen saying I spoke to Stephen before on your show about this. He was kind of agreeing with my point. It needs a rebrand. And I'm telling you now, if it's going to be a new manager, because I'm a, I'm getting a guy sitting behind me at the Sunday said Michael Beale is like a used car salesman. We sound bites. I'm getting fed up. We sound bites. So we'll do this and we'll do that. That that's harsh, isn't it? it that, that that's oh, harsh. Paul, yeah. Paul, uh, no, I, I, listen. As a fan, paid good money to go to the games. I, I feel like I'm entitled to my opinion now. It is of course, sure. Right, fair enough. I'll take it back. I'll take back the used car salesman. There's some great back, right? used car salesman yeah, around. I think that's game. my point. Yeah, as well to no, my copy. I'm, what I'm Let, trying to say, Paul. Yeah. No, I'm trying to just say that he's saying he's saying the things that I love to hear. Right, he's telling us I'm taking a handbrake off. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. All fabulous stuff. But see when I'm watching the games, yeah. I don't see anything coming together. I see players running about. Uh, do you know what? We're not going to win the league. That absolutely 100% we're not going to win the league with that team because that was Celtic's weakest defence and we didn't lay a glove on them and made our strongest team out there and I don't care what he says next about oh I'll do this and I'll do that Tavenier I'll, I'll, one, more, let me last, one more last point and it might sound really naive right I would ask John and Stephen to look back did you just watch McGregor and Tavenier come out of the tunnel on Sunday because yes. I looked at McGregor's face and he had the eyes steely face looking out the way the way Barry Ferguson would have been mm. I look at James Tavenier slugging out a bottle of water eyeballs everywhere and I think that's your captain it, it, I, I, it, I, I don't it, honestly think he's it's, it's hard a player's never picked a captaincy never that is on that falls on the manager if James Tavenier isn't quite a good enough Rangers captain that, that can't be James Tavenier's fault manager as you say all these managers keep they, they keep him the Rangers captain that falls on them and I mean, maybe it's happened before, but there's nobody going to go in and say, look, I don't want to be captain anymore. Yeah. I can't really handle it because it shows such a weakness in your character. Um, and Michael Bill does have the ball to drop him. No, that's the problem. No, no he doesn't have the ball. Yeah, but, but, to, Nick Adrica did it. I said in your show before, <laughs> Nick Adrica did it to Ferguson, the Amoruso, and had the, the, the ball yeah. to take off him. Different times, Paul. Me. As you know, you you more players. I think you're right in that Michael Beale now, this is the business end of the season for him. Just, there can't be much more talking. I heard he just, does have to... These sound bites and stuff like that. Yeah. New, uh, so Paul, what, jo- what you're saying is, Paul, you leave him in the team but you take the captaincy off him. Well, this is it. It's whether he's got... Uh, look, uh, 
Gerard did it with Tyler Mings down in Aspel, didn't he? Took the captain's shot. Yeah, mate, I'm not talking about Tyler Mings. I'm not talking about Tyler Mings. What I'm saying to you is your your captain. But what do you do, John? But your captain is right back and he's got 104 goals for your club. Answer that one. Right, can I answer that? Yeah, of course you can. I 100% agree with you, but that doesn't make you a great leader. And that's what I'm saying to the fans yes. about me. Plus, I got into a couple of battles with, with Rangers fans talking about it because mm. I cannot take away the guy's assist. And I'll never take away that he's led Rangers. I'll not, uh, listen, he's, he's a Rangers yeah. man. I get that, right? I'm, I'm not against him. Why don't Michael Beale take, take him off interviews and let somebody else do the post-match interview where he's got to face some really difficult questions under the spotlight when you've just lost and you've not been not been sort of you've been the, the you've been the the second best team for the best part of 10 11 12 years now you've won the old trophy you won the big trophy everybody says stopping Celtic 10 in a row wonderful season under Gerard but what I would do Michael Beale protect your captain slightly take him off interviews and give them to somebody like Goldson or now um, your goalkeeper, uh, you know, senior players, if you like. Just protect him a little bit. He comes up and says the same things quite a lot and then he's easy for the Celtic fans to say then, why are you saying that, James Tavernier? You're repeating yourself. You're you're not winning games and it's difficult for him sometimes because he's put in the spotlight. He doesn't shy away from interviews. So for me... You leave him in the team because he's got unbelievable talent. 100 goals from, from right back. A lot of them are penalties, as we know. But free kicks, his goal up at Ross County was very special. How many times has he done that? His delivery into the box is, is quality. Take him off interviews. Give him okay. a little, give, take him out of the pressure cooker a little see, bit. But you've got to keep him in the side. He's a tremendous right back. Stephen, see, I think that if you took him off the interviews, the, the criticism would come as well. Mm. If you, if Conor Goldson, if Jack Butland's doing the interview, you'd say, where's Tavernier? Where's our captain? I think I think it all comes under the same. But just come back to the, the post-match and his interviews, pre-match, everything. Michael Beale after Sunday saying there's nothing between the teams. He's been saying that now in the last few games at Hamden when they narrowly miss out by a goal or two. John's ex-teammate Neil Lennon, um, an experienced campaigner as a player and as a manager in the fixture, he spoke about being the Rangers or Celtic manager, how you need to win with style against everyone else, but in these games against Celtic, just win. Yeah. Too many games since Michael Beale's come back to Celtic, he has come out and he said, oh, there's nothing in it and we'll get better, we'll get stronger. You cannot keep losing these games. Paul, what would you do, mate? Would you Obviously, you change the captain, but oh, oh, in terms of... Who do you see then as the next one? Remember, a captain really hasn't got to be a particularly leader. A captain could just, he, he, he plays the game sort of well, by example. He hasn't got to rant and rave well, and shout. And, and McGregor's not that type of character anyway. But what he does, he leads by example. He plays hmm. well. Tavernier plays well, OK? He wasn't brilliant at the weekend. But generally... All right, let's see what Paul says. I, I, th- I think I think this is where a manager comes into their own right that has a bottle to do that. Yeah. Hence why I said Dick Africa did it at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think you're asking me there, see that the games I've been impressed by where I've seen a bit of, not in your face, but a bit of like passion and like, let's go for it. it, it by all means, and, and Stefan Kloss was a goalkeeper, but Jack Butland, Stefan Kloss was a leader at Rangers as a captain. I don't see why Butland. I, I think the problem with Tav, the problem with um, Tavernier is, I think it's, it, it's he's went through so much period of getting beat. I think 
it's like a rebrand or a refresh or a reset, if you want to call it that, where I just think Celtic did it with Paul McStay. Paul McStay was well respected with Celtic fans, am I right? But he went uh, through a period where Rangers were dominant. Mm. Martin and Neil comes in, I think one of your calls had mentioned, reset the button, brought yourself in, the other person, I don't, the, the guy that played up front with you, John, who has obviously got a few opinions, right? Uh, you don't like to be too pedantic. Paul, right. Paul, listen, I want to ask you something before we go. Chris Boyd said in the paper today that atmosphere was toxic among the Rangers fans. They're oh. not they're not happy at all. Yeah. And I can hear that from what you're saying. And of course you're entitled to your opinion. But Michael Beale is there just now. Are you saying you don't think he'll turn it round for you? He won't find his best team. The players won't stand up. And what do you think's going to happen? Because he's going to be your manager well, in the next run of games. I my concern with him is that he came out with a statement, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but he said we spent something like £13 million on nine players, but the way it was kind of worded, or the way I interpreted it was, as if, well, I don't have, have a lot of money. I've had to buy, I would have liked more money. And that concerns me a bit. It's a bit like I'm backtracking now, and I didn't really get the quality that I wanted to get in there. And that, that concerns me. And Gerard from Bronckhorst, they didn't get £15, £16 million, or whatever you want to quote. So... Uh, so I'm a big fan of James Bisgrove I think he's back to guy I think the board have backed him to the help but my worry is is he a career guy where when the going gets tough I'll kind of make my way my, my exit out I, don't, I want to see him turn it around listen Postacoglu lost his first game yeah. to go on to win a double that year I think but he got beat 1-0 off of Gerrard's team yeah. and they went on and became successful the team clicked in place yeah. uh, listen I'm hurting I'm, I'm hurting <laughs> because yeah. I was at the game as I said and yeah. No Celtic fans. We had a stronger team, and we still couldn't lay a glove in Celtic. And that, that, that's not the Rangers to me. I mean, I wanted a handbrake off, and I wanted, I wanted to make a statement. I wanted to win three or four 0 If I'm being honest with you, and I think we could. So you need to see the handbrake coming off in the coming weeks. This is what Michael Beale said afterwards to Sky about the fan reaction. Listen, I understand it. I understand it. We're in there and, and having uh, honest words with each other as well. You know, the week that they've had, they've supported their team over in Heinhoven and today and they expect us at home, certainly in, in this game, to put on a strong performance and get a result. And we didn't get that from today. So it's not no different for Rangers as it is anywhere else. They supported the team for the 90 or 100 minutes, however long the game was on. And at the end, they're frustrated with the result. So I understand it. We know we have to... Uh, get better results for them in this game and, and that's what we'll be working away at. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 Let's go! And don't forget, you can still join us on the programme tomorrow night, Thursday and Friday. You could be winning £250 to go to Alea, the relaunch sports bar, which is magnificent on the banks of the Clyde here in the great city of Glasgow, you could be there. All you have to do is go to thisisgo.co.uk. Listen, thanks to everyone who's made the switch and joins us every night from five. And we're on DAB. And also, get to your smart speaker and just say, launch Go Radio. All right, Stephen, can you launch Go Radio? It worked for you, didn't it? Yep. Yep. You made the switch and you're here. John Hartson, Launch Go Radio on your smart speaker. More and more people tuning in for the programme, not least uh, after Sunday with you and Barry. It's the it's great to watch it on the telly, some brilliant commentary there, but the insight from you and Barry was a bit special. What else happened at the weekend? Well, we talked about Motherwell earlier on. 1-0 win at Hearts, puts them joint top of the table. And Hibs surprised everyone, I think, with a 2-0 win 
at Aberdeen, but it's at the aftermath of the Thursday nights. Um, and on Saturday, Ross County, I went against Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock gutted that the penalty was given and then Danny Armstrong uh, missed it, saved by the keeper. You are uh, shaking your head, Stephen McGinn. I'll come to that in a second. St Mirren, 1-1 at Livingston. Late, late decision there, wasn't it? And St Johnson were two down to Dundee, but ended up 2-2. What about the Kilmarnock situation? Unbelievable, yeah. honestly. I, I, I couldn't believe it when I was watching. I expected it to be a kind of second phase of play that they, they'd pulled it back or something. It just happened so quickly. Um, not surprised. Fair play to the ref for, for apologising to Derek McInnes because yeah. it was a, the wrong decision. It's cost him to, um, it's cost him a point. Obviously, Danny Armstrong should still score the penalty, good enough to score the penalty, but it, it was a really harsh decision for Kilmark. What's happening with Scotland? They've got together now, haven't they? They've had a couple of days off. I know Rangers were off for a few days, Celtic, but those who are on international duty uh, have joined up. John Carver on international duty today. I mean, what a start for us. There'll be great excitement in your household with John, a big part of the team. Uh, John Carver, one of the assistants to Steve Clark, was talking about how important it is to do well against Cyprus. We're so close to qualification. Well, it's, it's our job to do that. I think... What you find with the players is that they're very level-headed. So they don't listen to the outside noise, and I think that's important. Um, and we, we encourage that. But as a group of staff and players, we've had some big games recently. They always say the next game is the biggest, and it is. But it's not about can we qualify on Friday night. It's about when we qualify. Uh, we haven't done anything yet. We haven't qualified. It's only the halfway stage. You know, we've still four games to go and you know how quickly you can turn in football. So we don't get ahead of ourselves. We're not thinking about the game after Cyprus. All we're thinking about is Cyprus and and I think that's our total focus. I think it'll be a travesty now if Scotland don't um, don't go through Germany. Um, oh, we will, John, surely. surely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think they'd give themselves such a big chance winning their first four yeah. games I think the players now, um, they've matured. There's quality in there. It's like a club team, isn't uh, it? You speak about yeah. uh, John McGinn, Stephen's brother, um, Robertson, Teeny's back, uh, Kieran Teeny's back playing now, good level in Spain for... Um, Real Sociedad, Real Sociedad. Yeah. Uh, And there's other, other top players that they have now. I think they believe in themselves, they believe in the system, the manager. Manager's done brilliant, Stevie Clark. So I really do fancy them strongly... And it'll take something out of the ordinary now for them not to qualify. Fancy Scotland strong, and rightly so, because Scotland brings so much colour and everything to major tournaments. And they missed out in recent years, but they're back now. They've got good players, premiership players, and they should be qualifying now for major tournaments, which which hopefully they will do this time around. Stephen, what are you thinking? What about Kieran Tierney? That was big for him to get the move. Season-long loan. A season in the papers today talking about it. He's loving it so far. Played well at the weekend, 69 minutes. Yeah, delighted he's back playing. Really important um, to the system. You can only see the drop-off in Scotland's results and performances when he's not available. So delighted he's going to be playing regular football. I've got quite an uncomfortable confidence going into Friday. Um <laughs> It, it, it has went too good to be true. Um, honestly, I just I was at the first Cyprus game and Cyprus without doing anything, looking like scoring. It was quite a uncomfortable watch. It wasn't free flowing. They they really slowed the game down. So it's going to be a tricky game on Friday night. Um, we need to take our chances when it comes. I don't think we'll have bags of chances. I don't think it's like going to a San Marino. It, it's it's a tricky enough game. So just get the job done. 
enjoy the night on Tuesday and you never know we could be qualified this time next week because the scoreline was good against Cyprus but when you were what, watching yeah, it, it was a late, late it just, show wasn't it McTominay it, it yeah. just seemed to I think we scored the, was it second was it 2 or 3 now I think the goal the, the clinching goals came late um, it just seemed to I mean without even threatening in any way it, it just the game kind of started to slow and we lost our rhythm and you know Cyprus are going to have similar tactics over there so it's just really important with the fixtures we've got left get the job done on Friday night and let the other teams fight it out for, um, while we enjoy the England game and what about Billy Gilmer good to see him get game time in the remarkable what can you say about Brighton yeah amazing um, amazing recruitment manager club everything can't speak highly enough of, of Brighton and delighted he's he's playing I mean Caicedo going to Chelsea and and, and Brian, uh, Billy Gilmore coming vice versa it's, it's a brilliant opportunity it's opened right up for him to start and he's an amazing start to the season and what a competitive area at the park it is for Scotland when you think of uh, the quality of player the level of player when you think McTominay how big he's been in this qualification dropping out the Man United team but still a huge part of the Scotland team so yeah it's, it, it, hmm. I can't say excited because it just uh, however it comes the three points on Friday and then we can enjoy the England game next Tuesday John. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. As I said, yeah. you've got premiership quality players now and every international team needs them. Unfortunately for my country, we've gone through a little bit of a transition, lost some huge players. This is what happens, John, isn't it? You yeah, it's what period. happens on that. I think it, it, yeah. it's almost like a generation yeah. of players. We had that We had that golden sort of era yeah. where Bale, Ramsey at his mm. best, Alan, Williams, these type of players all coming through at the very, very same time. Um, now we've lost a couple of them. We're struggling. We, you know, we lost to uh, lost to Turkey, lost to Armenia. So some couple of tough games. We have Latvia, uh, Latvia. That's uh, so you do, for, uh, it's, yep. it's like it's difficult sure. now. Yep. Scotland have been through that period, I think. Yep. But now they're they're on the up, whereas my country, unfortunately, are slightly on the way down. Um, but I do be, f- believe it's a generation yeah. that needs to come through together and get used to playing with each other. Scotland have that in abundance right now. We certainly do. John Carver has been praising the Scotland squad, the strength of it. I think I certainly think the, the squad has definitely developed massively over the years I've been here. Um, but there's still room for improvement. What we can't do is we can't rest on our laurels and think, oh, we've cracked it. We'll forget about it. We still work diligently to try and find the gem out there. We still work diligently sorry, um, to, to make sure that what we do on the training ground is good, right and proper. So uh, we, we, we won't slack enough. I like the way he speaks about it. It's very good, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, I mean, everything coming out of Scotland camps are positive. The guys love being there. And we spoke earlier on the show about the lack of width in the Rangers team. Well, Steve Clark's trying to um, make the Scotland team evolve and keep getting better. He's added Elliot Anderson. He's convinced him to come play for Scotland, which is a huge positive for the future. And potentially at times when Kieran Tierney or Andy Robertson aren't available, we can maybe go to a four at the back and, and have wingers in the team. He's been speaking about uh, Elliot Anderson. He, was, he came into the system, yes. As it happens, he came to me this morning and said, uh, you won't believe this, Sean. He says, but when I was eight-year-old, I was playing for Walden End Boys Club and we played a big cup competition at the academy and you actually presented me with the trophy so that was a quite nice little story and I, I did say to him send me the picture but we'll, we'll wait and see what happens there but he was in the system and obviously he's been there a long time of so I know an awful lot about him yeah. 
and he might have taken a knock. We're just hearing there's a possibility. It's not confirmed yet, but we'll we'll tell you tomorrow night, or no doubt you'll find out later on. Yeah, but it's a positive long term yeah, future. Absolutely, good age, um, really threatening to break into the Newcastle team. So and great, he wants to play for us. Yeah, so. Um, if he's not yeah. available for Friday night, then it's it's unfortunate. But for the long term future, it's it's a huge positive. I see Jordan Henderson has defended his move to Saudi Arabia, but he understands the criticism from some quarters. Mo Salah, do you think he's going to go, John? Or a two hundred million pound bid has come in. I yeah. don't know. I think he might stay this time, but I don't. I know. do as well. Yeah, I, do uh, listen, yeah. we don't know. Um, I think two hundred million. They they've already bid a hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous numbers, isn't it? Isn't it? It's just, it's almost delusional numbers, isn't it? Um, Do you ever I, think I think, about it, John? I think he's 31. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think if he stays at Liverpool for another year, because there's, there's not a lot of time now to bring in a replacement, that's what people are saying. Um, <clears throat> I think it, if it doesn't happen this time around, it could it could potentially happen in a year's time, but I, I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure if, he go, if he'll go, because our window's closed, isn't it? But yeah. the... the, the um, Saudi is still the open. Saudi yeah. Pro League is still it's open. Yeah. yeah, so there could be a potential huge bid, which might just change Liverpool. Uh, they might think about it, but I think he'll stay. I'm with you, Paul. Who's going to win in England? Martin is on. He's a big Liverpool fan. He's asking you, John. Any chance that Liverpool might win the title this season? I I don't think so. I mm. think Liverpool are a great team. Um, they've got some really good players. They've added really well as well. Nunes back scoring goals. Mm. Um, so I just think City are far too strong. I think Maybe Arsenal, City. Liverpool, and I think Liverpool top four again, yep. possibly. But there's the challenges coming in from other. Look how well Ange is doing. Man United not so good. Yep. Um, so okay. I think Liverpool top four certainly, but not not quite the champions. Stephen? Yeah, I think Liverpool could win it. Yeah, but I, I do think it's totally dependent on whether Mo Salah stays or goes. Um, late until last week, I was desperate for him to go with the Aston Villa game approaching <laughs> on the Sunday and. Then he, yeah. what happens, he runs riot on Sunday and he's the, the difference between yeah. the teams. So um, I'm less concerned whether he stays or goes now. We're I just fought... think Haaland, Man City and oh, Haaland. He's, he's on, he's, he's on yeah. for another 50 goals this season. John, phenomenal, isn't oh, he? He's a freak. Only a couple of minutes uh, remaining. Thanks to everyone who's been on. Uh, let's hear from both managers then the final thoughts about the weekend and your final thoughts as well. And Michael Bailey's come in for a lot of criticism because the Rangers fans went 50,000 of them with great expectations that they would uh, beat a weakened Celtic team afterwards 1-0 but he said look there's a long long way to go naturally it puts a pressure on the team but there's a pressure plan for Rangers and and managing Rangers anyway it's important that we we go on a run Uh, today is bitterly disappointing I don't think we deserve the result we got but it is is what we have and so it's important that we reassess over the international break and come back stronger there's a lot of football to be played uh, if there's anything to take out of it it's the fourth game of the season so there's a lot more football in front of us John you need a resilience don't you and mental strength you displayed it throughout your career for lots of different reasons Michael Beale will have to now have a big think he will be doing that and yeah, can he, he make he the change he needs to get obviously there's an international break which is probably we could say a, a good time so he can get he can get his thoughts around his best 11. Um, several Rangers players will go off and play for their respective countries. Lots of work for them to do when they get come back, but also work for Brendan Rodgers. And I like Brendan Rodgers' quotes by saying, delighted with the win, but still not quite where he wants him to be. Celtic won't get carried away. Whoever won that game on Sunday doesn't mean they'll go on and win the league. Celtic now are favourites. I thought they were favourites anyway. Um, so still... 
I like Brendan's comments. You're not resting on his laurel and thinking of that big win. They'll enjoy it, but there's also work to be done at Celtic. Yeah, this is what Brendan Rodgers had to say. Well, we're a long way off where I want us to be. That's the reality. Um, like I said, hopefully after the international break, we'll get some players back. But it's just piecing it all together. You know, we've lost important players. There's really, really important players injured. And we have a lot of young players that uh, are finding out what it's like to play a huge club. So, um, so whatever the result was today, we, we, we stay calm and we continue to work. But three wins and a draw uh, for the first games in terms of results is, is very good. But from a performance level, uh, we'll get better and better. Some of the fans were out waving to him as he left the Celtic car park later on. I saw it on social media. He looked a happy Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, no wonder. I think if you, when the fixtures came out, if you said to anyone connected with Celtic that following trips to Pataudry and Ibrox within your first four games, you'd be four points clear of Rangers. I mean, I think they'd have taken just been ahead by one point, never mind four. So I know it's been a bit stop start in terms of performance going out the League Cup, but um, unbelievable achievement to be four points clear with, with the fixture list that's it time's up John thanks so much thanks Paul good see show. you and hear you totally next week thank you Stephen. brilliant Stephen next week as well cheers Paul and good luck to Scotland we'll see you after are you off to Cyprus no of course not the fitness battle continues we'll talk about that soon good luck did we opt the other day yeah oh. just a tear my cartilage so yeah, on the way back now hopefully back soon Barry's back here tomorrow night along with Peter Grant the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, and air source heat pumps. We offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023.